You're listening to the regular podcast from Pete the Vet's blog. This was first broadcast on East Coast FM. Here he is, our vet, Pete Weatherburn. Hello. From TV3, from the Wicklow People, from the Daily Telegraph, and PeteTheVet.com. Good morning, Declan. I had to shear a sheep once on live television, and there was this natural presumption that because I was a vet, I should know how to shear a sheep, do you know? But of course, I hadn't a clue, so... Um, I, I badly lost the race to shear this poor sheep. And did you upset the sheep? <laughs> not at all. That was part of the problem. <laughs> I was being much too cautious and slow, trying not to, to, to get the poor animal too distressed. Because it's a strange thing. Like, they're turned upside down and, yeah, you know... Um, and do you think they know what's going on? Um, no, but I think sheep over the years have been bred to be fairly passive creatures that accept whatever's presented to them, do you know? So they just, you know, they just go with the flow. Um, and I suppose it happens to them every year, and so they, they it becomes just part of it, part of their, their, their life cycle, I suppose. All right, so what's in the news today? Uh, did I see something about uh, people hoarding animals? That You often hear these, and it's usually women, uh, live in a house with about 50 million cats or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah well, it's... it's, 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 it's Regularly, there are reports in the media of um, people being prosecuted for animal cruelty because what, but bizarrely, these people are animal lovers. And um, what happens is they, 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 they start to gather a few animals and before they know it, they've got 50 animals in their home around them and they can't care for them properly and, and they end up accidentally causing animals to suffer. And it's, a, it's a, quite a new syndrome um, that's now called... Um, animal hoarding and it's only been around for about 20 years and it's now recognized as a psychiatric disorder and um i was actually um i was i was at a at a um a seminar last monday in in london about this subject and it's very very interesting and we're learning a lot more about it um there's basically three types of animal hoarders three types and the first one is pretty much what you said which is the you know the typically um what they say is it's a middle-aged woman with no children who likes animals and before she knows it she's got way too many that she can care for um uh, you know the sort of person somebody who, who's who's fond of animals maybe if somebody's got an animal in need of in need of help they take it down to this person and you know that's the most simple kind of animal hoarder to help because they just genuinely often need some assistance to get things sorted out and that's that's not such a difficult one the next one which is more complicated is 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 what they call an exploiter animal hoarder and this would be somebody who go out and they would deliberately collect lots of different animals they, they might run a little menagerie of some kind um they and they take a great deal of pride in their, their in their collection of animals, and for them it's it's almost like an obsession. And they're the one that knows best. They see themselves as being an animal expert. Um, but any objective outsider looking at the situation would say, "But look, you're not looking after those animals properly at all. Look, they're dirty. They they haven't got enough food, and they haven't got water provided for them. How can you think this is all right?" But they don't see that. They think that they know best. So th- th- those those um, exploiter animal horrors are are the most I think the most challenging ones. But then there's the third group, which. Um, I think is um, also difficult to deal with. And that's what's known as the rescuer animal hoarder. And this is somebody who runs uh, an animal shelter. And um, they basically, they take an animals that are in need of a home and they keep them there. And they, they, they've 
start off by doing the right thing because they feel they have a they have a um, if you like a calling to help these animals in 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 need of homes but what happens is over time they're overwhelmed by the high number of animals that they're presented with and rather than closing the doors and saying look i can't help anymore i'm overloaded they just keep on taking them in and keep on taking them in to the detriment of the animals really to the stage where you have hundreds of animals cramped into tiny cages that are dirty and they 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 just haven't got enough resources to help all those animals and the animals end up suffering and the person also ends up suffering because they can't even care for themselves because all their resources are going towards trying to look after these animals so the rescuer animal hoarder is one of the most difficult ones to, to to deal with because they 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 believe that they're on their their mission on their cause to help animals but they're accidentally not helping them and they end up being prosecuted for animal cruelty because that seems to be the only way to stop them so somebody like the ispca will send an inspector in there'll be a prosecution and the poor person is 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 led through the courts for animal cruelty which is kind of the reverse of what they're trying to achieve um and what what the seminar as that was saying was that um, what happens by default, really, because it's the only thing that can happen, is that these people are prosecuted, all their animals are taken off them, and that's it. A kind of line is drawn underneath it. But, but that is the problem, because inevitably, they just do it all over again. They have a compulsion to do this. They, they, they feel it's what they're meant to be doing. And so they just go and gather all these animals all over again, and the cycle begins all over uh, again, and there you are. So it's, it's a, um, what they're saying at the seminar is that... Um, vets and um, animal rescue groups who are faced with these challenges they really need to liaise with psychiatric services to try to get some other sort of help for people who are animal hoarders because it's it's to do with a deep-seated psychological thing in the person's head um, that needs to be addressed otherwise it'll just happen um, all over again uh, it's, it's very difficult and the other thing is animal rescue hoarders they're often surrounded by a team of enablers especially in this social network days that we live in where they, they put up a few pictures of the animals they're helping and lots of people think oh they're doing a great job and they they sort of send them more animals and yeah, more and more yeah, and more and it gets yeah. worse and worse and worse all right pete weatherburn our vest okay. thank you very much indeed pete and you, you can hear this interview again on Pete's website, which is PeteTheVet.com.